The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time here on Riviera Radio on a Sunday morning where we're joined by a couple of partners from Blevins Franks. First, of course, we've got Rob. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you yourself? I'm very well indeed. Nice to talk as always. Well, investment markets seem to have been weathering a storm since the world was first introduced to COVID-19. On the back of this difficult period, I'd like to understand the importance of taking regulated advice. However, before we focus on investing and regulated advice, what caught your eye in the news this week? Well, Howard, uh, this week uh, the French news was obviously dominated by the French farmers, uh, as did probably most of the European news. They've been protesting since the 20th of January, um, using part tractors, bales of straw and Operacion Escargo to create roadblocks and cause delays. Now, locally, we've got off, I think, quite lightly, but eight motorways around Paris and, and loads of other roads around the country were blocked by the farmers, despite the government offering various concessions. The farmers' main demand is to end the growing burden of French and European regulations, including environmental regulations on the use of pesticides. The tipping point we're led to believe for many of the protesters was the introduction of a new tax on agricultural diesel. In a major concession to the farmers, the introduction of this tax has been delayed, but we're still to see um, any noticeable changes. As most of the listeners will know, France last week rejected the ability for British nationals with second homes in France to automatically receive long-stay visas. Based on the calls we've received this week, that has prompted quite a few of you to bite the bullet and flip your residency. What I mean by flip your residency is decide to apply for French residency. Spend more time in France than you do in the UK and therefore enjoy unrestricted access to being here. As we discussed last week, to do this you need to understand the rules, especially the UK statutory residence test, and understand from a tax perspective what you're letting yourself in for when you do become a French tax resident. Well, on top of those issues, France this week also announced new stricter language requirements when you actually apply for residency. The card that will be mainly affected by this change is the multi-year residency card. Under the new rules, Carter says your applicants will have to actually pass a test to obtain a multi-year card. And without passing the test, a one-year card will not be renewed more than three times. Applications for the renewal of Brexit withdrawal agreement residency cards, temporary Schengen visas and visitors cards typically issued to non-EU retirees moving to France will not, at the moment, require applicants to pass a language test. Now, away from France, the sixth edition of the UK's annual tax list caught my eye. It features an eclectic mix of people from the music industry and the arts, billionaire aristocrats, gambling tycoons, car dealers, and amazingly, scrap metal merchants. A Moscow-educated financial trader who renounced his Russian citizenship and a billionaire who admitted fraud topped this year's list. Both contributed more than £650 million to the UK exchequer's coffers. While Alex Gercourt, the Russian-born trader, said he was happy to pay a tonne of taxes, the same may not be true of Bernie Eccleston. Last October, the now 93-year-old former boss of Formula One pleaded guilty to tax fraud and was given a 17-month suspended sentence after making a payment which, including a fine as well as unpaid taxes and interest, amounted to in excess of £652 million. 
And finally, as we're discussing investing today, and because they have a massive impact on investments and investment markets, as the week ended, most central banks around the world stuck with their benchmark interest rates, maintaining the higher rate for longer strategy. Over the next few months, it'll be interesting to see who blinks first. The expectation is the Fed over in the US will move first in April, and they will then be followed by Europe and the UK. It will be an interesting watch, and the ramifications could make this year a very interesting indeed. Well, Rob, we're well into the new year. So how will 2023 be remembered from an investment perspective? <laughs> well, I, I obviously knew what we were talking about this morning. So I was expecting this rear view mirror, so to speak. But my dilemma has been how I would describe it. I apologise, but the only metaphor I can come up with is it was a roller coaster. With the power of hindsight, investment performance in 2023 was down to the calls investment managers made regarding inflation data, their view of central bank policies, and how they avoided economic weaknesses. The winners were those strategies that were based on the belief inflation would decrease with pauses to central bank rate hikes, not cutting rates, the US avoiding recession, and yields peaking. Every year throws up in investing challenges. There are always those, oh my lord, how did that happen moments. But isn't that just life? If we all knew the path in front of us or what it had in store for us, we could easily navigate around all the challenges and have a very serene journey. But life just isn't like that, and neither is investing. There's also no crystal ball shops, so we each need to have our own plan. As Winston Churchill said, he who fails to plan is planning to fail. What I've taken from 2023 is a strong reminder of the basic principles of strategic financial planning. We need to have our finances arranged for what we want, not our friends, neighbours or even our family want. Over the past few months, I've spoken to far too many people who, like lemmings, threw themselves into the abyss, following the bonkers belief that cash is now king. One gentleman, who without doubt will be listening this morning, decided to only invest half his inheritance midway through last year, and part the other half in cash. That's okay, that was his decision. But our conversation this week was, can I get out of that cash deposit and keep my interest? Sorry Paul, jump out before August and you will simply get back the capital you originally put in. Keeping this cash deposit to maturity will return Paul 4%, but after the taxman takes his cut, he will only see 3% for a 12-month investment. Now, on the other hand, the monies Paul did invest returned just short of 9% in just the past six months. Paul didn't try to time the markets with the invested portion of his inheritance. He simply committed to a long-term investment strategy. His problem was his head was turned by a seemingly safe hedge. We all need cash to grease the wheels of life, but if last year proves anything, its cash is a rubbish investment. And I will go further. In my opinion, it's probably not even a valid investment category. How should investors deal with that sort of market investment volatility? Big investment market swings are difficult for any of us to handle. There's still lots of uncertainty out there. Interest rates are still high, property prices are falling, commodities are still expensive, and inflation, well, it's just all over the place. Investment markets continually react to all these factors, so we need to have a diversified investment portfolio. History keeps telling us slow and steady always wins the race. The best performing portfolios are the ones that spend time in the market. The most important thing is always remember why we are investing. Short-term volatility can't be avoided, but historically, stock markets go up, 
so you need to have the discipline and stick with your plan. Dips and corrections happen, as regular listeners will have heard me say many, many times before. The press has continually got to write and then rewrite attention-grabbing 24-hour-a-day headlines, which turn our heads with economic bubbles, bear markets, corrections, death crosses, and right now, it's when will race be cut. The best advice I can offer is you need to have a plan, stick with it, and keep on investing. Turning to Tom, as investors, we're always looking for the next Apple, Alphabet or Tesla. How can we avoid investment scams? Yes, uh, it's an important question, Howard, as the evidence is that investment scams are on the rise in this current age of social media. The most successful scams work because they are sophisticated and convincing in the way that they present their proposition. Promises of guaranteed returns and claims of zero risk might seem very tantalising, but these are also telltale signs that can help you spot where there is malicious intent. I was recently shown an example of a website purporting to help people avoid investment scams, and quite perversely, the very same website was proposing unregulated investments with no comeback or recourse. And it really goes to show there are no limits to the cynicism of the scammers. There are a few habits that all of us can adopt which will help to protect ourselves from investment scams. The first is to take our time and resist the pressure to commit quickly to a particular investment. No reputable organisation should make you feel as though you are under pressure to make a quick decision. And good investment options don't tend to disappear overnight, so you shouldn't be presented with deadlines. Properly regulated firms will not only allow you time to consider your options, but the investments they propose will normally include a cooling-off period or a period of reflection to provide you with further protection and peace of mind. Secondly, do your own research to verify what you are being told. Legitimate investment funds should be transparent and independently searchable online with reference codes and numbers that will enable you to check performance history and verify any claims that are being made. And thirdly, investigate cost and risk. Any indication that an investment proposition is risk-free or free of charge should ring alarm bells. Of course, no investment provider or advisor can work for free. Under EU regulations, investments proposed to residents must clearly and transparently outline investment and advice costs. And if you're being told that no fee applies, then perhaps what you're being told may be too good to be true. Well, as interest rates come down, should we consider student accommodation funds, cryptocurrency or structured products? Absolutely not. The first one that you mentioned there, the option of investing into student accommodation funds, has been the subject of a real scandal within the financial services industry. Many of these funds were unregulated, paid high undisclosed commissions to the people pushing them and promised returns to investors that were simply unsustainable. When investors realised it was too good to be true, it was too late. Too many people tried to get their monies out and found that they couldn't because there wasn't enough cash in the funds to support the demand. Now, several of the funds are still suspended to this day with investors unable to access their monies. And for people dependent on their monies for their retirement, this has been catastrophic. Moving on to the the second example that you gave, the cryptocurrency market is rife with scams. Crypto is reported now to be the payment method of choice in the world of organised crime due to the fact that it is less easily traced than more traditional banking transactions. Some of the cryptocurrencies have recently been proven to be Ponzi or pyramid schemes, totally fraudulent and unsustainable, and usually only enriching a small number of those involved. 
While I do not doubt that there are some legitimate uses for cryptocurrencies and some honest crypto brokers in the market, we at Blevins Franks have no appetite to recommend this sort of investment to our clients. And that last one that you mentioned, structured products, these are still fairly common in our industry, but in our view they are problematic. Quite commonly what you have is a contract with an investment provider that you will give them a sum of money to invest, and if certain market conditions are met, you will receive a payout plus your original capital. The problem is that so many of these structured products are dependent on the solvency of the companies guaranteeing them, and if that goes wrong, the investor is left high and dry. Even if there are no solvency issues, it should be noted that this type of investment is largely illiquid, which is no use at all if your circumstances change and you need to get your monies out. So I think to summarise, none of these types of investments meets the objectives for our clients, and therefore, quite simply, we avoid them. I suppose that we are quite a traditional sort of firm when it comes to investments, in that we like to use solutions that are tried and tested generally involving a highly diversified investment portfolio spread across lots of different types of assets and geographical sectors, and always within a robust regulatory framework. So making sure we take regulatory advice is really very important. Yes, I think it is. I work within a highly regulated firm, so you might be thinking that, of course, I would say that regulated advice is important. But the regulation is ultimately there to protect investors and ensure that consumers are properly informed as to the investments they make. Regulation is not always perfect, as we learned not long ago from the British Steel pension scandal, which involved some very poor quality advice from regulated firms in the UK. But regulation evolves to protect consumers from scams, undisclosed risks and poor advice practice. The fact remains, taking regulated advice gives you far more protection and peace of mind than making investment decisions decisions without it. Regulated advice comes with costs and fees, but good advice will generally more than recoup those costs through tax savings and investment gains. Or to put it another way, the cost of not taking advice is greater. We always tell our clients this when they first engage with us, but I'm happy to repeat it on the radio. Levins Franks is regulated and authorised to provide advice to residents of France, and investors can always verify our status by searching for us on the ORIAS register. You can find that online by searching for ORIAS, that's O-R-I-A-S, and that is France's list of authorised firms. If you are receiving advice as a French resident, your advisor must appear on that list, even if they are based in another jurisdiction. Otherwise, the advice is not covered and you do not benefit from the appropriate protections. Ultimately, by taking regulated advice, you can avoid the risk that you will be left up a creek without any recourse, and that's why, in my view, it is of paramount importance. So, Rob, investment commentaries frequently refer to compounding. Can you explain what it is? Yeah, with the best description probably is uh, Albert Einstein called compounding the eighth wonder of the world. And he's also credited with saying, he who understands it, earns it, he who doesn't, pays it. I've always found the easiest way to get your head around compounding is to consider the following question. If you're offered one million euros or a magic euro cent, which doubles in value every 30 days, which would you choose? Now, I bet most of you would take the million, but that would be a really big mistake because a euro cent that doubles every day will be worth over 5 million euros after 30 days. Now, if you don't believe me, after the broadcast, get out your calculator, or probably these days the calculator on your phone, and try it. 
If you do the exercise, you'll see in the early days the compound impact is quite slow, but by the end of the month, the effect is breathtaking. On day 10, your magic euro cent is still worth only 5 euros. But on day 20, it's north of 5,000. But it's during the last 3 or 4 days when the vast sums are made. The benefits of compounding can then be enhanced by, by minimising the tax. Remember Paul from earlier. Now he deposited his cash for 12 months to get a 4% fixed return. What he forgot was the taxman's slice would reduce his actual return by 30%. If you can add more money to the pot, then your compounding goes to another level. If you invest just €5,000, then add 2000 a year, and it grows at 7% over 40 years, you'll have invested just €85,000, but it will be worth half a million euros. Keep doing that for a further 10 years, you'll have invested €105,000, but your investment will now be worth over €1 million. Euros. Now, I apologise to the listeners who are, let's say, of my age or older because we probably don't have, well, I'm pretty sure I don't have, another 50 years to invest. But if we wanted to accumulate that 1 million over just the next 15 years, we would need to invest 34,000 euros every year and achieve 7% growth. Now, that's a lot of numbers, I realise, but I'm sure that you, get, you get the idea. If you're able to allow your gains to compound, those gains will gradually accumulate gains on top of gains, which is probably the best lesson any parent or grandparent can teach their children or grandchildren. Investment markets have now seen three months of growth, so is this a good time to invest? <laughs> that sounds like you're asking me to try and time the market, Howard. Um, if I've learned anything over the past 40 years, it's trying to time the market is fraught with danger. If I needed any reminding, the last 12 months are a perfect example. The unfortunate truth is, far too much money is invested in the wrong things and for the wrong reasons. As Paul demonstrated, human nature is a failed investor. From an investment perspective, Blevins Franks can probably be best described as behavioural investment counsellors. Over just the past three years, we have guided our clients past two major panic bottoms, March 2020 and then October 2022. The only rational definition of money is its purchasing power and the only real test of any investment's long-term safety is its long-term return when compared to inflation. So if you invest in a cash deposit and after tax it returns 3% when inflation was running higher than that, something is badly wrong. Commentators are predicting 4, 5, maybe 6 rate cuts over the next 12 to 18 months. Will that energise the investment markets? It might, but then again another unknown could come along and upset expectations. What I've learned these past 40 years is the economy cannot be consistently forecasted and investment markets consistently timed. The only way to be sure of capturing long-term investment returns is to remain fully invested. Successful long-term investing is a goal-focused and plan-driven event or process. Investing must at all times be driven by the plan, never by current events. Unfortunately, human nature finds it difficult to detach investing from current events or trends. Investors serially make the same mistakes. They panic out of temporary declining markets and, as Tom explained, piled into temporary hot fads. Thankfully, Blevins Franks are totally focused on planning and the behavioural management of our clients' affairs. So if you've been interested by what we've had to say this morning and you'd like to consider reviewing your overall strategic financial planning or if you simply want to look at how your investments are held, 
contact Levin's Franks. Our French telephone number is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. And if our Monaco office is more convenient for you, call our Monaco office. And the number here in Monaco is 97775574. That's 97775574. And if you'd like to know more about Levin's Franks, or book a place at one of our upcoming spring seminars, you can also contact us via the website, which is very simply www.blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. We'll chat again next Sunday. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. It's time to review your financial planning for 2024. Are you paying too much tax on your investment income? What does retaining UK assets mean for tax? Are your savings protected from inflation? Will the UK pension reforms affect you? Will your estate planning achieve your wishes? Blevins Franks specialises in holistic financial planning and can help with all these concerns and more. Contact Blevins Franks today for a consultation. Visit blevinsfranks.com.